Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Band Room Podcast. My name is Dylan Maddox. And I'm Kate Nishimura. And here we are for Season 5! It's <laughs> a nice fanfare. <laughs> you like that? Once again, yeah, the like confetti that. will come down. Yeah. Um, yes. Welcome everyone to uh, Season 5 of the, of the Band Room Podcast. We're very excited to have made it this far and we thank you for your support um, to get us this far and yeah season five that's amazing yeah. we don't really have any big season five announcements we're just happy to be back because uh yeah. we we took a bit of uh like a, uh, about a month break um oh. doing things mostly because we needed a break but also because um uh asu was very busy for me <laughs> at the beginning yeah so yeah things are smoothing out now and we have time to uh, record again which is awesome how's it yeah. going kate it's going. I'm excited to get back into recording podcasts with you. Um, this particular one, we're just doing the two of us, but I am really excited to get to talk to um, exciting guests this upcoming season. And um, yeah, I'm I'm doing good. How about yeah. you? I know things have been kind of chaotic getting back into the school been, year and everything. It's been okay. You know, I got locked out of the building today. Um, and we were a little <laughs> late starting, but other than that, um, Dr. Jamal Duncan saved me and let me in the building. So, uh, that worked out. Um, yeah, no, it's been good kind of finding, uh, finding the stride again, which is good. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, as I was telling you before, it's uh, very different for me this year mentally, um, just cause I know everyone, uh, there's a lot less kind of insecurities and all those fun things that come with being in a new place, um, which yeah. is, which I'm happy about. So. And I have two new colleagues, which is awesome, Anna Scott Yay. and Kevin Joseph, and they are both wonderful. Um, so I'm looking forward to a good year uh, with lots of fun stuff happening, which I'll share when it happens. <laughs> um, <laughs> but before we get into our questions that some of our listeners have submitted and just things that we're going to talk about together today, um, I'll just remind our fantastic listeners slash viewers um to make sure that you've subscribed to the band room podcast especially now that we're putting stuff out in video format uh, do subscribe to our youtube channel it will really help us grow and connect with new people if you want to take the extra step to leave us a rating and or a review or a comment or anything um, that really goes a long way to help us out and share the episodes that you like with people that you like people that you think might be interested in what we're doing um, and if you want to support the podcast in another way, um, there's something else you could do as well. You could become a patron of the Bandroom Podcast through Patreon. We have a Patreon page where we upload various bonus episodes and there's some merch if you want to be that level of uh, supporter, those kind of things. Um, coffee mugs. Ooh, ah, wow. Um, so yeah, so all of those things you can, uh, uh, get on our, be, by becoming a patron of the Bandroom Podcast. And you can do that by visiting patreon.com slash bandroompod. That's patreon.com slash bandroompod to become a patron of this podcast. Um, but without further ado, here is our guests, us. <laughs> so, and then there's music, do, 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 do. Oh, hi. Yeah. Okay. And we're here. Um, yeah, we thought we thought it might be fun um, to start off the season just with us um, to answering some questions. These are some of my favorite episodes to do. And I think maybe this season there'll actually be more of them um, with just Kate and I hanging out. Um, we like to talk so yeah. a lot. 
We do. You know, we get into it and like we only need a couple of topics and then we'll just kind of feed off of each other and, and do that. And the feedback has been good. People seem to like when we talk to each other about things. So mm-hmm. yeah. friendship. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I guess we'll just go at these are in no particular order. These have come yes. from listeners, um, specifically one. <laughs> One uh, dear friend and listener who has helped us out greatly by supplying <laughs> the majority of the a questions. whole list, of but, <laughs> but there's still great questions. Um, yeah. So uh, thank you, Ashley Killam, for all <laughs> all these <laughs> questions. Um, also, Stevie Salima, thank you for for your questions as well. Yay. So there's a there's a there's some uh, yeah there's some. But next time, everyone else needs to pick up a slack and ask us more questions. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have made it. It was just two people that asked those questions, but they're great <laughs> questions. <laughs> we didn't need any more. <laughs> if yeah, if we yeah. didn't get those questions, we would have had to like ask for more questions or Actually, like come up with questions for each other. Okay. I want to talk about this. We like, okay. you know, we always post like ask us a question or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's like 50 people who like it. Like why do you why do you click the heart but then you just don't type a question? <laughs> yeah, that's like, that's do a you good read question. The thing? Maybe <laughs> they're just, just trying to show support like ooh you're doing another one of those episodes. I like that. I was almost really mean. I said, I don't need your support. I need your questions. That's <laughs> well, what we I need. we need it all. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay. Maybe I, they I'm have just, no questions. I'm just feeling spicy because I got locked out of the building this morning. <laughs> it's a good way to start the day. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, I'll ask I'll ask you this question. Okay. What This is from uh, Ashley. Uh, what song currently fits your mood? Any genre? Okay, this is so tough because I listen to a lot of music and mm. um, it does kind of change. Like if you would ask me that a few hours ago or a few hours from now, it might change. So I like that it's, you know, not what's your favorite song, but like what song fits your mood. Um, mm-hmm. So lately I've been listening to this album called Total Freedom by Kathleen Edwards. She's a Canadian singer songwriter, one of my all time faves. Um, and I had the opportunity to actually go to a concert of hers a few weeks ago um, at it was like an intimate garden venue. Um, there were probably like 200 people there and we were all under this tent um, surrounded by like botanical gardens. And she just did like an all acoustic um show and it was a magical experience so i've been kind of listening to a lot of her music since then because it was such a fun um memorable time Mm -hmm. so i think uh the song of hers that resonates most with me right now is called birds on a feeder um and you dylan and everyone out there knows that i love (laughs) (laughs) birds and all things nature but this is a really beautiful song that's just it's it kind of captures the essence of like being alone and being okay with it, like being at peace with your surroundings, feeling connected um, and not needing anybody and nobody needing you. Just this sort of like beautiful solitude thing. And um, the lyrics are like, I've got birds on a feeder. I've got dogs and they're sleeping. No one to need me. And it's just this like really peaceful, serene kind of thing. I don't have dogs. I have cats, but you know, yeah. substitute great the cats. right animal and anyway it's a really really beautiful song um, and I got to hear her perform it in this beautiful garden and as she said wow. I've got birds on a feeder there were like actual birds like in the garden chirping and flying around and it was just so magical so anyway that's my that's my choice today 
Wow, good, great choice, great choice. Yeah. What about uh, you? What about me? Well, first thing I was to say um, was we had a football game on Thursday Mm -hmm. against Northern Arizona University, and we won because we're the best. Um, But we played Top Gun, and then a plane (laughs) flew by. (laughs) All these like moments of synchronicity. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was not like a military flyover or anything, but. It was pretty cool. That's pretty epic. Pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Southwest. Said no yeah. one ever. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so my favorite song. So I'm I'm doing. I used to be one of those people that I um, I love people who listen to band music, and I think that's great because we are the band room. Um, but I also now am of the ilk in which um, I try not to listen to <laughs> band music. Um, so right now. One of my favorite bands is a band called Lawrence. Um, and it's like a brother and sister duo and all their friends. Um, nice. But my, fav- my favorite song that I listen to them is called Don't Lose Sight. I think that would describe my mood right now. Um, there's a swear word in it, and I don't know if I can say it here on the podcast. We like YouTube can or you bleep it out? Apple Musical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's like... Uh, it, the song's basically about how like um everyone's throwing stuff at you but you still have to kind of go through that um mm-hmm. and and you you can't lose sight but it's it's they're just like a happy band and i really like it and some of the songs are kind of silly but every morning i'll put like my phone really close to where i am in the shower not in the shower because that would be bad um yeah but i always listen to them every morning so i start my day oh um, don't lose sight nice. yeah Cool. And, well, we uh, should put links to those songs in the uh, mm-hmm. episode notes so that people can check out what we're listening to. We should oh, we should make like a, a band room podcast playlist of yeah. like songs that we like. There anyway. we go. And you should get a shower speaker. You can get those like Bluetooth <laughs> speakers that are waterproof like that. that you can put in the shower and then you can listen to music and not risk ruining your phone. Wow. That's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So okay, I'll, I'll look into it. We did yeah. just get another uh, 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 what do you call it? Amazon Prime thing. So maybe my wife will enjoy that. Um, yeah. So okay, I'm gonna ask you the next question. Um, okay. I feel like I know the answer just like generally, but maybe you can get more specific. So, what is something that you're looking forward to this fall? Hmm. When does fall end? Like December? Yeah. November? December. Okay. Um, well, I guess. I don't know. Right now, I'm not like super pumped. I mean, I'm excited for it, but my recital, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's lots going on. Like this fall, is it's going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the recital, um, everyone I've talked to, because, you know, the the we did our placements and everything for the who's playing on what concerts and things. Um, so I'm really lucky that we I get to work with the ASU Wind Ensemble for my recital. Like, they're mine for that recital. Yeah, um, that's awesome. So everyone who's seen the rep and has come up and talked to me and, about how excited they are for it, um, especially one of the euphonium players, he's like, thank you for giving me an actual euphonium part. Um, <laughs> and you can thank Kevin Lyle for that. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, But anyway, so yeah, I'm really excited for that. Uh, my in-laws are coming down for it. Um, which will be exciting, and uh, and we'll see how many people we can fit into the ASU Oregon Hall. If you're in Tempe, Arizona area, November 21st, 
come on by. Otherwise, it'll be live streamed and I'll make sure to share it on our uh, band room socials and things so you can see. Um, yeah. That'd be so fun if there were a bunch of people, like podcast listeners, just, to be just hanging out watching your live stream. Yeah. <laughs> I think I know most of the people in Arizona who listen to the podcast, but yeah. we'll see. So, anyway, that's what I'm most excited about. How about you? Well, fall is my favorite season. <laughs> Um, so I'm, I'm excited just to enter this season in general. Um, many people who know me know that I, I'm not a summer girl. I don't really, I don't like being hot. I don't like. Do not come visit me. Yeah. Maybe in the winter. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of fall. Yeah. Um, but yeah, fall, fall and spring, you know, the in-between seasons are always my favorite. So I'm excited about the trees changing colors and, mushroom season is coming and bird migration season is coming and all the beautiful wonderful nature things um so i will say and this is not music related but it's sort of a life update anyway um this summer uh spring and summer i did my certification um to be a forest therapy guide Um, so now that I'm finished, I'm excited about going into my first season, being able to like officially bring, um, forest bathing experiences to other people. And I think being able to do this, um, in the fall is kind of what prompted me to do the training earlier in the year so that I would be ready to like do that in the fall. Cause I just think the forest is particularly beautiful in the fall, um, Yeah, so this is something new that I'm going to be doing um, alongside all of my work as a composer and musician and all the things that I'm already doing. Um, I'm adding now another aspect of what I do. (laughs) Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. And I'm excited to see how my work in forest therapy kind of impacts my work as a composer and musician too because Mm -hmm. as you know like much of my music is inspired by nature already but to kind of take that to the next level and like also um, be a person who helps other people find nature connection and healing through nature um, I think that kind of that relationship between that aspect of my work and the musical aspect of my work is going to interact in a really cool way so I'm kind of Mm -hmm. excited just to see like how that plays out Um, but on a musical note, I am I am excited um, for a number of performances this coming fall. Like I've heard from lots of people all over the world uh, who have programmed my music. And this feels like the first season that we're kind of like most people are back to. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to say normal, but like, you know, being able to program music that is really fulfilling, that calls for full instrumentation with live audiences i know some people have been able to do that already but there are a lot of places that haven't and i feel like a lot of those places are now starting to be able to so um, i guess i'm just excited to head into a season of um, real rewarding music making and um, Mm -hmm. it brings me so much joy to know that people are choosing my music um, to be part of that yeah yeah And now, a word from our sponsor. The Bandroom Podcast is proudly supported by Kaleidoscope Adventures. Kaleidoscope Adventures is a full-service student trip planner with more than 26 years of inspiring student travel. 
Dylan and I have had positive experiences on school music trips, so we both know how much these meaningful opportunities contribute to students' musical development and create lasting memories. Kaleidoscope Adventures specializes in organizing unique trips to over 40 student-friendly destinations. If you're planning a student trip, you can count on the Kaleidoscope Adventures professionals to collaborate with you to organize the perfect education or performance tour. When you're ready to plan your next adventure, visit KaleidoscopeAdventures.com. That's KaleidoscopeAdventures.com. I think I have, I actually have three uh, of your pieces of doing this just this semester. This fall, one. right? I know. Yeah. That's amazing. And then, um, and then uh, yeah. not ne any next semester. Also, I'm doing... I'm doing two of E.K.R. Hamill's nice. um, pieces this semester as well. Um, so, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I had um, I had programmed Wilderness for the Moon and Gold Band. It was the first concert I'm doing just with me. Um, mm -hmm. And one of the new <laughs> one of the new first year trumpets came up to me and she said, is is Kate that that person on Instagram that is like really into nature and things? <laughs> And I was like, yeah, that's, that's her. I, that is how I want to be known. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. Composer second. Oh. So yeah. yeah, you are the nature, uh, nature person on Instagram. Yeah. So that was, well, you know, nice. we've talked about some of this stuff on the podcast, like being a person first, right? Like who are you as a person? Mm -hmm. um, and, or, or the next level of that is like being a musician first before focusing on like you know, conductor, composer, whatever you're doing mm -hmm. specifically, performance major, education major, like you're a musician and strengthening those skills and that identity of your, you know, in general um, is important. I think being a person first is important to remember Like composers are people, performers are people, right? So if people come to know me as like person first, I'm the nature person first, like that feels yeah. true. Yeah. That reminds me, I've been ranting this week because when I come across someone who like either knows me here or um, they hear me say a word, uh, they'll they'll say something like, "How how's it going, eh?" To me, because this whole Canadian thing in the in yeah. the Southwest, and I'm just like, "Can you recognize me as Dylan first and not Canadian Dylan?" Okay. How how yeah. about that? How about that? Huh? <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah HUD, HUD, the athletic band director, every time he sees me now this year, he goes, "How's it going, eh?" I'm like, "This like, is, we need to stop this." <laughs> yeah, putting the record out there, we don't talk like that. Like no, and listeners, you know, you've heard us, you've heard us talk on this podcast for how you know this is season five now. Uh, let's Have test we it. Ever actually said. Someone's going to go through and try to find okay. any time. <laughs> so, Kate, what kind of structure do you live in? Not specifically, but like, you know. A house. Yes. Okay, great. Um, what, do you have a, uh, a, a, uh, I don't know how it is, a moving object in which gets you places? What do you call that? A car. Okay. Um, what else? Um, yeah. A That's moving object. <laughs> Your answer would be like what bike, my, oh, <laughs> electric bike. Mine would be scooter. Uh, scooter. But no, because where I'm from, we say car, like car. Yes. <laughs> like it's hard, kind of a hard A and a hard R. 
Um, that's about, 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 about house. I house, do like, house. I don't think either of us say most of those things. Like most of those, um, oh, Canadianisms, the, people are referring to like Newfoundland or I don't know, like, or like prairies. The prairies. Yeah, yeah. A boat. And that whole like, cause I was, I was with all the, like we, the cool thing about ASU is we have, um. Well, we have, of course, as at any other school, we have a special specialized conducting programs. But here, it's very much um, we're very uh, close knit. So mm-hmm. we, a bunch of us went out yesterday. Um, but <laughs> one person who did, did their undergrad at McGill um, from California went when he found out I was Canadian. He said, "Taking her for a rip, bud? Are we?" I'm like, <laughs> "I've never, I've never said that in my life." No, I know. Um, Do, have you anyway. watched the show Letter Kenny? No, but if one more person asks me, <laughs> yeah, when well, they find the out re- I'm Canadian, not the reason you, I asked uh, you actually is because I think that's why other people who aren't Canadian have come to assume that everybody talks like that because we have this like pretty popular show, um, you know, giving this impression. Mm-mm, we don't mm-mm. all sound like that. Yeah. That being said, there anyway. are a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Thank you for letting me get that rant out. Um, <laughs> what were we talking about? What we're most looking forward to this fall? Yeah, uh, yeah. But now the next question. We'll go. We'll actually get to uh, some musical things. Although you had some really great advice there in that last question. Um, what is on your music stand today slash this week? Okay, that sounds so, like a diversity stand question to me. It is a diversify the stand question for sure. Um, <laughs> what do we shout call out diversity to stand. Diversify. The stand. Yeah. Apologies. DTS. Apologies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> shout out to Ashley and Carrie from Diversify the Stand. Mm. Go check out their wonderful podcast and um, and their, their books. Yeah, yeah. They just released a trombone um, solo book in addition to their trumpet solo mm-hmm. book. So anyways, little plug for them. Go go yep. check out all their stuff. Um, okay, so yeah, they always ask their guests on their podcast, what's on your stand? Um, and I don't have anything on my stand. I don't have a music stand out right now. I'm not, I'm not practicing. I'm not working towards any, uh-huh. any sort of like performance goals. I'm not doing anything like that at the moment. Um, but I will reinterpret this question just to be something similar. Um, I am, I am working on a number of pieces, um, in terms of like writing them. So I do have, I can show the visual people here. I have like manuscript paper booklet things like in every room of my house because I, An idea. Know, inspiration Go. strikes. Yeah. Wherever I am. And, um, yeah, I'm working on several projects at once and that is not really how I like to work, but I've sort of bottlenecked all the deadlines and um, I'm working on lots of things at once. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, one thing that I'll just share because it's new, um, I yesterday I wrote a drum set part in one of my pieces and that's something that I've never done before and I was kind of feeling weird about it. Like, do people do this? Uh, And I know other people do this, but I'm not typically one of those people people and uh, yeah and uh, I've decided to let go of the fear of like other people wondering 
what the heck is going on with me. Uh, I'm going to lean into what my ideas are and what feels good. And it felt like that was the right thing to put into that moment. So Mm -hmm. just going to go with it. Um, Yeah. And I guess this is, you know, I'm, I'm not really answering the question, but I think in a roundabout way, what I'm saying is I have a hard time listening to other concert music when I'm composing. Um, I think it's not everybody's like that. Not every composer is like that. But for me, it's important to let my ideas live in my head. Like I don't listen to a lot of music when I'm writing um, because as I'm walking around throughout the day, you know, my own projects that I'm working on kind of float around in my head. And it actually is really helpful for me to make space for that. Um, So I don't tend to do a lot of like score study or listening to my friends and colleagues music during this time. Once I finish everything, um, I will excitedly go through and listen to, you know, new releases from all the other amazing composers that I know and all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is kind of, yeah, that phase of of my creative cycle is like, I can't, I can't distract my, myself in that way. So sorry that I'm not really answering the question. No, that's I I will pass it to you though, because I know you have lots of really interesting, exciting things on your music Mm -hmm. stand. Yeah, we got a lot. Yeah, there's a lot right now. Um, most recently, as of, I mean, yesterday we did the first read of it. Um, Rafael Mendez piece um, called, um, it's like the three Mendez trio it was written for him and his two sons to play. So there's oh, like a so YouTube cool. video, which I'll link. And it's, mm-hmm. it's from like, you know, some TV show in the 19, probably 50s or something. Maybe earlier because it's, it's, it's black and white. But um, mm-hmm. so we're doing that. Um, because our first concert of the season is celebrating Hispanic um, Heritage Month, um, nice. so we have a we have a couple of those a couple of really fun pieces, and with that concert shared with the um, Wind Symphony as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just read it with this all star ASU Trumpet Studio Trio, and they sound like a million dollars. Like it's that's awesome. It is one of the best um, like university trumpet studios, and just hearing them play it yesterday together was it was so cool mm-hmm. um but we actually have here at asu we have the mendez library which houses hundreds of his arrangements and and all these things so we had his original parts oh cool um, and you should have seen them like that's what we handed out initially and yeah we're like this isn't gonna work because these are the parts he would take if he went to a high school or if he went to an orchestra like they're the same parts so mm-hmm. each time he never knew what he was walking into so there's these giant cuts, um, like literally these, like now they're like kind of brown colored cuts. <laughs> like yeah, I don't know what kind of yeah. ink it was. Yeah. Uh, and like flute parts that say marimba on the top and uh, clarinet part that says violin one. So he just used the band parts for all these things. Yeah. And um, so anyway, we ended up um, just making a nicer version of it um, just for ourselves. It's not publicly available um, yeah. due to copyright things, but um, so yeah, so we have these nice clean parts, um, which is great and doing that, um, other things, I don't know, uh, figures in the garden by Jonathan Dove, who's a fantastic composer. And that's a great piece based off of Mozart's, uh, marriage of Figaro, uh, doing that with the chamber winds, lots of recital stuff, lots of moon and gold band stuff, including mm-hmm. your piece wilderness. And, um, I really, actually, I should bring this up. It involves our friend, Caitlin Bove. I just, I just donated, um, twenty dollars to uh and we were heard and because of that you get a march 
And what's, oh, amazing. why wouldn't you want yeah. that? So I have, yeah. we have this really great march called On Parade by Amanda Aldridge, um, who was a, a, a black female composer in England. Like those three things don't even sound like they ever existed, but she did exist. <laughs> yeah, and she course. originally wrote this yeah. piece under a pen name, a, a male mm. pen name. Yeah. And um, and then later it's now public domain. And then Caitlin did a, a, a really nice edition of it. But it's a really and I know I'm not like the March person because I'm <laughs> I'm the Canadian, but um, it's a great March. And, yeah. I, and I think it's worthy um, to be up there with with any of them. Um so we're doing that. There's that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's really um, cool. I love I'm that. Not like, really thinking you know, about recital stuff yet. Yeah, you've got till yeah. November. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say I, I love like when people had to use pen names, but then eventually, you know, their true identity comes out, and um, to be able to recognize them for their work, even mm-hmm. after the fact. Um, I always think it's kind of cool to to be able to do that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah, go check. Oh, I'll link that too because I think it yeah. needs more play. And there's a great yeah. there's a great recording of the University of Hawaii band playing it. Amazing. Um, yeah. Which I think is on the Andrew Warhick website as well. Anyway. We'll put all the links the for all the things. Yeah. All of the things. Yeah. Um, and now a word from our sponsor. It seems like almost every episode we talk about the importance of community. Often maybe our guests bring it up to why they became interested in band. Community is a big part of why many of us do what we do. Absolutely, and that's why I love our new partnership with the Canadian Band Association, to share an opportunity for you to be part of a national community of band directors, musicians, and educators. And becoming a member is easy. By joining your provincial band chapter, you automatically become a member of the Canadian Band Association. No matter if you're in British Columbia, Newfoundland and Labrador, or anywhere in between, there is a band association for you. Yes, even my homeland of Prince Edward Island. They started a new one, which is very exciting. Membership benefits include access to the Canadian Winds Journal, monthly e-news, national insurance program, national youth band audition discounts for students, access to national awards and musician certificates. Not to mention all the great events your own provincial chapters will hold. Conducting workshops, community band events, reading sessions, workshops, and more. Support band and music education in Canada through supporting the work being done by your local chapter. To learn more about how you can become a member of the Canadian Band Association, visit canadianband.org chapters to find info on how to connect with your provincial chapter. That's canadianband.org chapters to learn how you can be part of the Canadian Band community. Um, well, I'll ask you... Oh, wait. Yeah, I'll ask you this. Um, okay. What is your best advice for having a successful rehearsal or practice session? Um, it, I mean, my first answer is not going to be terribly original. <laughs> um, but That's okay. The more that you do, uh, the more that you rehearse, the more that you score study and do all of these things, the, the realization that... Um, your level of preparation 
um, really not only does it benefit your the people that you're making music with, but mm -hmm. just like mentally as someone who's in front of, I don't know, 60 people, um, it puts you at ease when you know what what's going yeah. on in the piece that you're working on. Um, it, it helps immensely um, with, you know, just being able to teach things and, and help the problems that might be in front of you. So I, I just think, and it always sounds so obvious, but I always forget because, you know, some of us have families, we have other commitments in our life that might yeah. take away, but just even just like little, taking little bites of, uh, and preparing and score studying uh, will help immensely, which, you know, when you're doing a doctoral degree often is not possible just because there's, mm -hmm. at least here, because we're, we're so blessed to have so much podium time that it's just like, go, go, go. <laughs> and every week is there's, there might be a new thing, but, um, what that, that's probably my number one. Um, the second one is just kind of a mindset thing. Um, don't go into the rehearsal room with the assumption that something will need fixing. Mm -hmm. Um, and that something negative will happen and you'll have to fix it as the director person. Yeah. I think the, switching it to more of like this idea of possibility and potential for me is something that I try to do often. Yeah. Um, especially like even, even during the placement auditions this year, we had to, you know, I, I did, I did the placement auditions for the trumpet section for the sun devil marching band. And then I did some placements for the maroon and gold band. And the fact that when we write notes about things about where this person should be placed, it's like, Oh, this was sharp. This was flat, blah, blah, blah. This, this person has bad tone. This person has a good mm -hmm. tone for me. Even in that moment, I'm thinking of what that tone could be, what that articulation can be yeah. um, in the band and, and how, what kind of things I'm going to have to work with that year. Um, yeah. so yeah, just, just trying to go into the room with more of a positive and I don't, I don't mean it in a BS kind of way, you know, but like just truly, trying to look into the future and, and see what can be. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's really good advice. Yeah. Because like mindset is, is everything really. Um, and mm -hmm. actually both of the things that you, that you suggested were sort of mindset related, right? Like preparation is not just knowing your stuff. It's also being mentally and physically prepared to do the thing that you're about to do. And that includes mm -hmm. things like, you know, getting a good sleep, like being hydrated, um, you know, creating boundaries in your life that allow you to like be present for what you're doing. Like all of that stuff is kind of included in, um, or at least I think it should be like in the preparation mm -hmm. for, for these things. Um, and also, seeing thing. the potential in people, I think that's so nice. Yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah. Oh, just cause I've had this conversation a couple of times in the past couple of weeks with people. And I and Leonard Bernstein said it, but it's, it's just like you you make music with the people who are in front of you, and yeah. you you don't complain about the people who are in front of you. Yeah, because I know, and everyone has their different philosophies and everything. But um, I really enjoyed what Jonathan Grantham said like a couple of months ago when he was on. Yeah. But this this whole people process and product thing, yeah, um, is really something that I live by, and I mm -hmm. and I understand that like we all have. Because when I say that, some people assume that I'm I throw away quality, right? But it's my it's always my assumption that like quality is there, and quality is there because we put people first. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying I hate this the process versus product thing. Yeah, I know both <laughs> both are equal. They need yep. to be there, obviously. But yep. I, that that people thing for me is is really important because I I yeah. don't I, and it happens to me too, you know. And 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 maybe to you sometimes when you might hear someone 
a band play your piece. Um, and it, it, maybe it's not, you know, the situation in the moment it isn't happens. great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but there's, you know, that's what it is. And generally I, I, we, we can make anyone become a better musician and a better appreciator of, of the sounds that they're able to make and, and the music they get to play and how that connects to their life and all that fun stuff. So <gasps> make music with the people in front of you, please, please yeah. make the world a better place. Yeah. yeah, that's a really good reminder. And um, I would argue that the quality or the the product or whatever, like that, that, that mm -hmm. comes as a result of prioritizing those other things. Yeah. Like it, you, you can't just skip over all of that and get to like, well, I'm focused on, you know, mm -hmm. quality performance. Like, so are you. So, so mm -hmm. is Jonathan Grantham. So are these people that are advocating for people first sort of approaches to education mm -hmm. and music making. Like, it's just, you know, how do you, how are you motivating people? Are you motivating people through fear or are you motivating people through love? And, mm -hmm. you know, if you are uplifting people and empowering people, they're going to strive for quality and excellence on their own because you believe mm -hmm. in them and they believe in each other and themselves. To me, that's a much more effective way to get to that goal. Um, you're not yeah. actually like sacrificing that goal or that quality or end result. You're actually, this is just the method that you're trying to get there. Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the other thing that I've been thinking about um, this week, especially actually, um, as I continue to <laughs> make my research more specific, uh, I've been thinking about um the intrinsic versus extrinsic motivations of being a band director and mm -hmm. going to an event like Midwest or, or whatever it is. Yeah. But the thing that I've been thinking about often is that we, we might, we, that extrinsic thing often leads us in what we're doing. So because it's a metric that, that non music people understand, like if I, if I have a, a Midwest performance or I win a trophy at a thing, that's, that's a metric that people can measure. Right. Um, but often our intrinsic motivations will lead us to that anyway. Yeah. If it, if it's something that's true um, to you <clears throat> as a, as an artist and as an educator or whatever you do. Um, yeah. Cause it, 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 that's probably the number one thing that comes up every single guest that we have. Yeah. And of course there's no, there's. It is, it's always a balance between yeah, this intrinsic sure. and extrinsic thing. But, mm -hmm. but I always, the people that I respect most are the people who followed that intrinsic motivation. And then, yeah. you know, stuff happens for them. Not because they were like, oh, I need that. <laughs> but it's because they were doing really good work that they believed in, that they, exactly. whatever their passion was and their inspiration was. Yeah. Anyway, more to yeah. come. <laughs> totally agree with all of that. <laughs> and um, that's actually why I wrote Intrinsic Light right? Mm -hmm. That's the title of a piece of mine that is inspired by music educators and music students that show up because they want to, because they mm -hmm. are in love with the music making process. And um, that was sort of my ode to like, just the the community of music education and, and band and all of this. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and, and we actually, I'll take this opportunity to plug the other thing that we're going to yeah. do. Um, this is an unintentional segue. Look at that. Um, but yeah, we, we are going to be uh, recording a new series where we dig deep into um, pieces by some of your favorite composers and 
Uh, now I regret saying that because we're starting with me and I don't want to make the assumption <laughs> oh that I'm anyone's gosh. favorite, but ego. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> You're my favorite. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and we're, we're going to start that series off um, talking about my piece, Intrinsic Light. Uh, so that is why yes. I had to make that segue because talking about the motivation stuff. I'm excited for that because that's one, that's one of the pieces that pandemic year where I had a program. It was sounded pretty good at Cambrian College. And then it was like, nope, you're done. Yeah. Like, oh. And you know, so I've never we actually can... gotten to do it. I know. And you <laughs> are among the majority of people in that consortium who didn't get to do it. Um, so we can talk more about that when we, when we record yeah. that, that segment. Um, but yeah, that, that was really unfortunate timing for that piece um, because <laughs> it was delivered in November of 2019 and then mm -hmm. the pandemic hit in early 2020. So really like everybody who was a member of that commissioning consortium, um, pretty much every performance was either canceled, mm -hmm. postponed, somehow impacted um, by that pandemic. And here we are like two and a half years later, right? Yeah. So there's still like not that many performances of that piece. Um, so I'm glad that we're going to get to feature it because I think um, now it's out there. It's not under exclusivity yeah. anymore. So <laughs> yeah. 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 There's and there's been a couple. I mean, the premiere was great. Uh, yeah. My own teacher, Jason Kessler, is the one who was conducting it. Yeah. And then also, can you remind me of who is at Rowan University? Uh, yes. Dr. Joe Higgins. Yeah. Joseph Higgins. And that was another fantastic, because I remember you posting about how exciting that performance was. It was time. really good. And I was mm -hmm. supposed to be there in person and I couldn't make it. Mm -hmm. um, pandemic related yeah. things. Um, and I got to but yeah, their performance was in really, Chicago really last good. Year. Yeah. Yeah. He's super, yeah, he's great. He's great. Yeah. Um, awesome. Anyway, um, that's going to be coming out intrinsic. Like it's going to be cool behind the score. <laughs> um, I used to go, I went, to, I went to high school with the guy, uh, who on the dance floor at, you know, whatever dance we would have, he would, that was one of his moves. It would be like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I, we got to like screen grab <laughs> that. And for Audio only people. Dylan's doing a ridiculous thing where he's putting yeah. his hands in front of his face and stuff. And yeah. maybe we can like turn it into a GIF. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's already a GIF out there of me conducting a rocket ship. I know it's so Day, good. And I gave a thumbs up. It's so good. In a performance. I love that. Uh, I don't know how to. I'm, uh, Joanne Harris said we need to like bring it to Apple, whatever images. Yeah, so, so that other people can use it. Yeah. And now a word from our sponsor. You know, Kate, I often think back to my time at music camp and how important that time was not only in my growth as a musician, but as a person. I feel the same way. My first time performing original music in front of a big audience was at a music camp, and many of the people I met at camp are still friends and colleagues of mine today. 2022 marks the 60th anniversary of the Interprovincial Music Camp. That's right. 60 years of being Canada's most comprehensive music camp. IMC offers specialized camps for all levels of band, orchestra, choir, musical theater, rock, jazz, and songwriting. Students can learn from faculty that include members of major symphony orchestras, Juno and Grammy Award winners, touring musicians, and music educators. Also, new this year is IMC's beginning band camp, open to campers ages 9 to 14. 
located at the beautiful Camp Manitou on Manitowabing Lake, located in the heart of Muskoka Perry Sound region of Ontario, Canada, IMC facilities are second to none. With fully equipped cabins, outstanding meals with one of the chefs dedicated to preparing meals for those with specific dietary needs. IMC is unique in that it is centered around music, but also offers a true camp experience, including traditional activities such as swimming, sailing, water skiing, beach volleyball, and much more, as well as evening programs for the campers each night after the faculty concert. IMC provides young musicians with comprehensive and exceptional musical training with faculty members who are some of Canada's finest performers and educators some of which include past bandroom guest, conductor, clinician, and educator Colin Clark, Dr. Colleen Richardson from Western University, Dominic Desotel, principal clarinet of the Canadian Opera Company, Sarah Jeffrey, principal oboe of the Toronto Symphony, and Vanessa Freilich, associate principal trombone of the Toronto Symphony. They all bring a wealth of teaching experience and performing skills and are passionate about sharing their love of music with young musicians. Don't miss the opportunity to grow, be inspired, have fun, and make memories that will last a lifetime. Stay connected by following them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at imc.ca. That's imc.ca. To learn more about how you or someone you know can celebrate 60 years of the Interprovincial Music Camp, visit campimc.ca. That's campimc.ca. just to mix it up a little bit. Um, I don't know if I want to dive into something so controversial right away, but (laughs) Kate is a hot dog, a sandwich. (laughs) For those of you who watch Stephen Colbert, this is a question he often asks on his Colbert questionnaire. Uh, Okay. I don't often watch Stephen Colbert. So I, I don't know what people say to this question. Um, Mm -hmm. I find it really funny. I also don't eat hot dogs. So like, I don't, I'm probably not the right person to ask, but okay. I do kind of think it's a sandwich in that like there's something in the middle and then there's bread on two sides. It doesn't go all the way around the way like a burrito, you know, is a wrap. Like there are like, Mm. it's a fold, but there's visually like two sides of bun. Yeah. But no, sometimes the buns um, come apart. Like it's not always attached, right? Sometimes the bun has a top and a bottom. And mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. makes it a sandwich. Mm-hmm. So uh, let me first say my own thing. Um, I'm someone who who generally doesn't get, you know, really fired up about debates like this. <laughs> um, and I'm not. This is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, so I, I got no skin in the game for this one. Yeah. Um the argument that is often used is the fact that the bun is connected. But it's it not, not always connected. Have you, you've eaten a hot dog with yeah. two separate. Where, yeah. Where, why? Why? Where? <laughs> no, I well, no, they're attached at first, I guess. But like inevitably oh, over then, the hot dog they... eating process, they come apart. <laughs> and like now you've got a top and a bottom bun. I That's don't know. True admittedly Um, it's been a while since i've had a hot dog but but then so then i think the other thing that i don't hear talked about a lot is let's examine an actual sandwich Mm -hmm. um 
uh, in its classic form, maybe a peanut butter and, and jam sandwich yep. or jelly, whatever you yep. want to say. My favorite, um, best kind of sandwich there is. Obviously, two divided pieces of bread. Yeah. What would happen if I just sealed one of those edges? It's still it a sandwich. still a sandwich? I think so. Yeah. Okay. okay. Playing, you know, devil's advocate. What, what would it be if not a sandwich? What are the alternative options? A uh, peanut butter and jam holding um, a delivery a, a device, really. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know. Okay. This is adjacent to this conversation. It's related. Okay. So my brother um, posed this a similar question a while ago. And I don't think... Oh, he said that one of his friends brought it up and probably the friend heard it from somewhere else. So I don't know what the original source of this is, but the idea is that every food um, can be categorized as a soup, a salad, or a sandwich. And what? Um, so like, let's take something like not, a, that's not obviously a soup, salad, or sandwich, and then see if you can fit it in like pie would be closest to a sandwich because there's like the crust on top and the bottom and a filling in the middle. Right. <laughs> or like is a smoothie like I had one this morning. Yeah, me too. And it's like, uh, okay, soup. that falls into the soup category. Obviously it's not actually everything is a soup salad or a sandwich, but I guess it's just like a fun mental exercise to like see if you can classify fun fun is a strong word <laughs> um <laughs> i don't know how this came up but i yeah. i was reminded of it when you asked me about the hot dog so these are the you know and this is this is great this leads me to an, a, a a thought that i have often oh good if you want it to be a sandwich it will be a sandwich yeah if you don't want it to be a sandwich it doesn't have to be a sandwich yeah and it's it goes to the same thing with um some of my research how how are we defining success how are you defining success for yourself you <laughs> define it no one else does let it be known that on this day in september <laughs> dylan maddox just connected hot dogs <laughs> to measures of success <laughs> yeah in the wind band profession um, <laughs> so yeah just leave it at that you i'm not gonna judge you kate won't judge you no you you do you and, and make it a sandwich. Everything is what we make it or something oh, like that. Man. I didn't think that was going to be that long, but, you know, it was. Here we are. Okay. 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 I'm going to ask, um, <laughs> I guess a more, well, I don't know, a more serious one, but particularly because my friend Ashley asks me this every week. Um, we have a nice thing going where we share our weekly wins with one another and that started earlier this year when i don't know we were talking one day i hope she doesn't mind me talking about this we were talking one day about how um you know like on social media and in conversations with friends and family when you're catching up like you share the really big things you know the big announcements like so and so is starting this new job or moving to this new place or you know someone got engaged or someone you know mm -hmm. what i mean like all these big milestones um but what about all the sort of smaller unseen 
victories that we all have throughout the week. Like, you know, I finally did this thing that I've been putting off forever. Or like, I have had a hard time with this and now I've like, I can do it now. Mm -hmm. Like these just kind of like little things that you might not share publicly, but wanting to honor them for ourselves. So we started this thing um, earlier in the year and we've been sharing wins with each other every week Mm. and it's just really nice. So anyway, the question from her (laughs) for us was, what's your win of the week? And it can be big or small, like really significant or or, um, something, you know, kind of casual that you're just happy about. What's your win of the Mm -hmm. week? Well, one thing I've wanted to do this whole this whole recording is make a lot of noise trying to get it on my chair. No, that's not it. Um, <laughs> I, I need to sh- I need to show off my shirt. <laughs> yeah, you do. It's uh, Baby Yoda, and then yeah. it says, "I'm all ears." <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I like to wear it. Um, you know, it's it's good for conductors to have a shirt like this. And this was gifted to me by um, my dear colleague, who is now associate director of bands at Oklahoma State University. Phil, oh sorry, Doctor Phil Vallejo, uh, gave me the shirt because it didn't fit him. Um, so it's a very fun uh, shirt. I love that. Yeah, yeah. So that's my that's a just I guess it's a win. I'll it's a it. win in that uh, you you feel good about this thing that you're mm-hmm. wearing. I think that's good. Yeah, and I really don't wear uh, t-shirts that often because yeah. um, people make fun of my. I wear a lot of Mandarin collared shirts. Jason what is Castle a Mandarin into the, collar. Um. It's like it doesn't fold. It's just like. It just, oh, yeah. okay. I think I know what you mean. Yeah, like you know those conductor jackets. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, okay, yeah, it's not a collared a shirt, lapel. but it's like a little. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm obsessed cool. with those. Um, and Jason Castor walked into. The <laughs> I don't think room, I knew uh, that about you. <laughs> yeah. Um, he well, even this week he he walked in the room and he had one of these shirts on and it was an amazing shirt and I was like, where did you get that shirt? And we're not sponsored by these people, but Perry Ellis. So, uh, <laughs> so then, what did I do that night? I went to Perry Ellis and I bought four of them. <laughs> um, not the same color. He did pick the best color, though. Yeah. Um, okay, so, so my, you can't my wind match the... fully. <laughs> no, no. So if you look closely, it's kind of the same pattern. But um, anyway, I digress. Wind of the week. I was telling you before. Um, this whole um, doctoral degree thing. One of the the aspects here at asu is that all the connectors are connected we talked to that wow what a community um the other reason we're connected is because we all have to take these repertoire classes and one of them which is this semester is opera rep (laughs) and i have an immense respect for people who who love opera and that can do it. it it i don't dig it um but i'm there and i'm doing my thing so I get to take it with the singers because I can't do the, the one anyway. Um, but one of the things we have to do um, is sing recitative. And this this week was uh, Orfeo. Um, a little, uh, oh, what? I forget the I forget the opera though. Anyway, it was it was a little recit from that. And and Brian Damaris, who's fantastic, um, he said, prepare like, you know, if you have a measure, you have a measure. If you have a line, you have a line. If you have a whole <laughs> recit, you have a whole recit. So and then I went, what if I have like a note, just one note? <laughs> no, not enough. So anyway, so we did that and um, we have to sing recit, but also play at the same time. And um, which is a, as my Canadian studies teacher used to say, an issue. It's a really big issue <laughs> um, for me because I just really can't play the piano. Yeah. This is and not a skill that you that, have. 
developed over yeah. the years. <laughs> because of that, everything else suffers because you're yeah. so obsessed yeah. with the fact that you're like, well, that wasn't a D major chord and you put a seventh on it and now it sounds dumb. Anyway, <laughs> um, but I did it and um, that was kind of my win for the week. Yeah, and, and I think after that's the a fact, big win. <laughs> yeah, and you should have heard the... <laughs> the italian i was trying to speak like my little master class with the with brian ended up be, like other people got to work on phrasing and yeah. doing these things and like just stretching this line out and maybe they're they're actually pianists so they have like uh if there's a if the the words are about twirling or something the accompaniment can be like that because it's just figured bass word painting um, mine was like how do you pronounce this in Italian? <laughs> and, Back to the uh, and then we, yeah, it was like brutal, but yeah. But Apparently that's, we all have that's A's, okay. So. That's good. I think you have to start <sighs> somewhere, and I will recognize your your win in that you showed up and you did something, even though it's like super not within yeah. your like comfort zone or what you feel you're best at. So you still did it. And it, you know that feeling whenever you would like stand in the hallway in in your line or whatever waiting mm -hmm. for your your training test where you had to sing something and play something in undergrad it's like i never thought i would feel like that again um, and then i did <laughs> yeah <laughs> i understand um, so, yeah and i've also um i'm taking counterpoint as well this semester mm -hmm. that's another thing because uh, i used to teach counterpoint and i used to teach ear training um and these are two things that I just want to apologize publicly to my students. Um, I'm so sorry that I ever put you through those things um, because I, I now fully understand this semester what it feels like again. So um, we forget that when we end up teaching. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I'm full of anxiety about this. <laughs> yeah. And that's anyway. okay. It's good perspective is... to have, right? To like be reminded yeah. of that. <laughs> yeah. What's yeah. your win of the week? Well, um, I've got a couple, but I will just share um, one, I guess. So um, I have recently kind of become connected to a community of Japanese Canadian artists across the country. Mm -hmm. And um, this is sort of a journey that I've been on for the past couple of years, just trying to make more sense of my uh, this aspect of my identity and connect with people who can relate and stuff like that. And so there's actually this big event coming up um, where a number of us, I think like 80 of us or something from all over Canada are getting together um, for the first of its kind um, gathering of Japanese Canadian artists from multiple generations, multiple artistic disciplines. Um, so this week we had sort of a pre-event uh, meet up on zoom where we got to mm -hmm. just like introduce ourselves and meet one another before we end up going uh, to meet in person and um i i didn't i didn't feel like going because i was like nervous about introducing myself for some reason i've i've like this doesn't happen to me in the music world that much but i think because it's mm -hmm. like new people i'm a bit of an introvert even though that doesn't come across to most people <laughs> um you know, and I've always felt this is going to get kind of deep, but like I've always felt a little bit like like I'm not Japanese enough and I'm also mm. not Canadian enough. I'm not like white enough. I'm not like just this like the experience of being a mixed race individual um, 
and particularly part of a community that has faced like pretty significant oppression from the government and society and stuff historically. This is the 80 year anniversary of the Japanese Canadian internment. And I know it happened mm -hmm. in the States too. So lots of um, people out there that can relate. Um, but anyway, it's always been a bit of a like uncomfortable thing to navigate that identity stuff. So I was like, how do I introduce myself? Um, and I was just kind of nervous about, about doing that. Um, but I went and it was so, so nice. Uh, everybody was so welcoming and genuine and like really, really excited to connect with other people who have some shared experiences and, um, I don't know. I mean, all these people are just incredibly talented and incredibly passionate about their work. And it felt like, like, even though I was nervous about not belonging, I actually think this is the first time I've really, truly felt like I belong fully because everybody in that group was like me in some way. And I know we talk a lot on this podcast about the power of visibility and representation and all of that in, in the context of like diverse programming and bringing a wide selection of artists in as guests to the classroom or on the podcast or whatever. Like we've had these conversations before. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's just funny that I like this, this applied to myself as an individual, um, in this new kind of context feeling like, wow, I feel better in my, about myself because I see that there are other people out there that are like me that are navigating similar struggles and that have similar history and stuff. So, um, yeah, I think that's kind of my, my win of the week because it's something new and it was a yeah. challenge and I easily could have bailed and been like, I don't feel good about this, but I'm really, really <laughs> glad that I didn't yet. <laughs> well, there you go. I'm so yeah. happy for you. Thank you. And yeah, yeah. It, is, it's, it is one thing to like talk about it so much about how visibility matters. Yeah. Um, and some people talk about it um, like a little check mark. But whenever you have someone like actually, because you've talked about this before, like having yeah. someone come up to you and say, you know, you are the first female composer I've ever yeah. played and stuff mm -hmm. like that or or like whatever it is. Yeah. Um and for you to actually experience it yourself is so cool. I know. That's the thing is I think I'm usually that person for others, yeah, right? Like, like as yeah. the composer, I'm usually that person for like students, teachers, audience mm -hmm. members, um, reflecting on on their experiences and, and the significance there. It's been a long time, if if ever, that like I've been on mm -hmm. the other side of that. Like, oh, I see right. people like me doing something that I aspire to do. Um, and now I feel empowered by that. And so it was it was really refreshing to experience that. And it was also a good reminder of what I have to offer to other people because now that I've, it's like you with the counterpoint and the theory, you're like, oh, now that I'm in this seat, I see the, you know, how this makes a difference, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, we have come, I think, to our final <laughs> question. Yeah. Dun dun dun. And this one is a um, another uh, kind of not goofy, but it's just fun. It's just a yeah. fun one. I like fun um, questions. Actually, all yeah. of these have been fun questions. Like even the mix of serious and silly, like it's all good. Except for question number four. No, I'm kidding. Uh, you're <laughs> right. <laughs> They've all been fun. Um, but this is if you could have 
a super a superpower, not a superpower, <laughs> but a superpower, what would it be? Um, I've I, I've been thinking about this for a while, and I have. I haven't thought about it at all. Um, but I've been I've been asked this before, but I I I don't know. I try to like come up with different answers for fun. Well, I can bring up one that I was in a discussion this week because I yeah go for it. I was talking about some of these questions with my colleagues and. I, I, I told Kevin Joseph this and he said um, that his would be teleportation. Yeah. Because how one. crazy would it be just to wake up and be like, okay, I need to go to class. Well, bam, yep. I'm yep. there. Yeah. But then I was thinking about it and um, what's that? It's like a Pixar short or it was a Pixar movie, but they're <laughs> like everyone <laughs> in the future is just on these floating chairs and they're like blob people because they're, <laughs> They haven't done anything. They haven't moved around anymore. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I think that's what we would become. We would just be overweight and big you know, blobs. Big blobs. From not having to like walk ourselves to places. Yeah. If if we could teleport, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, but then there's yeah. you know how how do how do the X Men characters that teleport? How do they avoid that? Like there's that blue fellow with the tail. I guess they do lots of other always, stuff that requires like yeah, some sort of aspect of physical too. fitness. Like, but you don't have to jump from things; just teleport. Right. Anyway, maybe maybe um, you could only teleport X number of times per day or something like that. <laughs> maybe it would exhausted. require a lot of energy, and so you couldn't just do it all the time. You had to like save your teleportations for like really key moments or something. I wouldn't mind it because, like, getting from here in, like, Phoenix to anywhere, like, you know, like, Toronto East sucks. Like, it just sucks. Yeah, yeah. It's a half a day minimum. And that's even within the same continent. But, like, yeah. you know, imagine global travel with the ability to just, like, get there. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah. That's the sound I think it would make. <laughs> um, okay. But actually, I don't know. I don't want to be super lame, but. I guess flight. I like the idea of flight. I mean, who doesn't want to be able to fly? I think that would be a really cool thing to be able to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I got. I know. Plus, <laughs> that's kind of like, tele it's not teleportation, but like if you could fly somewhere, that also helps yeah. with that problem too. I right? feel like it would involve more muscle engagement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, I'm super fit now, you know. Uh-huh. Doing this, doing this. I'm eating healthier, eating less, those kind of things. <laughs> yeah. So no that you're, you're lighter so I'm you kidding. can fly farther. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, that's what no, I would go. Good. I would go f uh, flying um, for no particular cool. reason. Just because it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Flying would be fun. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I historically have said teleportation as well because I think it just is such a practical <laughs> superpower. Yeah, well, like I've been asked this question before, and I, I think that's what I tend to answer because it's just there's so many use cases for that. Um, right. You know, doing residencies all over the world, like I could just be there and then come back. Or like, for example, this fall, there's quite a few things like I had to kind of pick and choose what am I going to do um, so that I'm not, you know, burning myself out by being everywhere all at once. Um, but I would love to be able to just like in a in a second appear at let's say your concert when you're doing wilderness and then come right back mm -hmm. home so that i can continue doing whatever else um so i i do think that that would be really cool to be able to do um but uh i will choose a i don't know music work related superpower um Ooh. i 
Well, okay. I think it would be really fun to just instantly be able to play every instrument. (laughs) And I know that's not, maybe that's not a superpower, but like. I feel like that's, that's like plausible. I know. So that's why I hesitate to even say that because it's like not out there enough. Like it, it is something that I could do and I do play a lot of instruments. Um, But, you know, imagine if like immediately I could just like pick up any instrument and communicate through it the way that I Mm -hmm. can with the things that I'm good at already. Like that would be cool. Or um, now I'm just, my brain's going. Um, Or if there was some way that I could avoid the music notation process and I could just Mm. skip from having the musical ideas to like, it's in the computer. (laughs) Super copyist. Um, Yeah. Like, cause I'm pretty fast with, like the programs and stuff, but I still have to like, you know, there's still a lot of labor involved in doing that. And I, I used to imagine when I was younger before I knew how to write music. Cause now at least I do have the skill set necessary to do that. But when I was younger and I had musical ideas, I would wish that there was some machine that I could like plug into my head that would like <laughs> translate my ideas into real stuff somehow. Right. Um, wow. And now that's just like, a MIDI keyboard and a mouse and what like I'm the one translating the ideas. Yeah. But <laughs> imagining a scenario where like all that work didn't have to happen. And because it's not just for me too. It's like, I've heard from a lot of people that are maybe interested in composing or songwriting or arranging. And they're like, well, I have ideas, but I don't really know how to like write them down or whatever. So mm-hmm. imagining that there was a superpower that people could just do that yeah. could be kind of cool. That's what happened with this Mendez thing. I, w- I was like, oh, I can do this. I can <laughs> I can make a score. Yeah. And I got through the D-flat piccolo part. <laughs> um, and I was like, mm, hey, EKR Hamill. <laughs> Want some coffee? How much would this yeah. cost? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's what we did. Um, anyway. But yeah, that would be a good a good skill. S- not yeah. skill. Superpower. Superpower. It, it, is, it is a skill that some of us do actually have. And so I think it's a superpower if you don't have to build the skill and you just like <laughs> right away can do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ah, there you go, folks. Everything you needed to know about us, you've learned in this episode. <laughs> um, connecting hot dogs to success. I know. I rehearsing. can't get over that. I want to isolate that clip. Superpowers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we can do it. We can post it. Anyway, this has been great. Um, we are going to go on to record a bonus episode where Kate and I will ask each other questions, uh, as well as um, we have a couple extras in our back pocket that we haven't used. So those will be there. And you can have access to that bonus episode if you become a patron of the podcast by visiting patreon.com slash bandroompod. Yeah. And you'll have access to stickers and lots of fun stuff like that, too. Um, so thanks for listening. This has been great, Kate. You're great. Yeah. Never change. <laughs> and um, what is this? A bye. high school yearbook? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> okay, bye. Okay, bye. Thanks so much for spending time with us in the band room. If you want to learn more about anything we discussed in today's episode, check out the links found on our website bandroompod.com if you liked what you heard make sure to subscribe to the bandroom podcast give us a rating and a review and tell all your friends about how much you enjoyed it 
If you really love the show, maybe you should consider becoming part of our Patreon community where you can support BRP and get some extra incentives in return. Or you can buy some sweet, sweet BRP merch, helping to offset podcast hosting costs and investments into new equipment so that we can continue to bring you great content and great people. Follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube to keep up with what's on the go. If you have any thoughts on today's episode, leave us a comment on our website, bandroompod.com, where your comment might be featured on a future episode of BRP. Our theme music is Skyline, composed by EKR Hamill and performed by Dr. Gillian McKay and the University of Toronto Wind Ensemble. Stay safe and be well, bandies. Thanks again for stopping by the band room.